Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm joined once again by my friend, Mike Carls. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? I kind of got to adjust this mic a little bit. I just realized I'm not looking at you when I talk. Yeah, you know, but I got to say, I came over on a beautiful day, not in Michigan, but... <laughs> what a great day to be in the podcast room. Yes, we we had some upgrades today, everybody. We got a new table. That's a beautiful table. Uh, from Ikea. Uh, barely fits in this room, but fucking looks dope. And uh, it's, it's helping us with these new boom mics I got for Christmas and stuff. Yeah, no, it looks really good. It feels very professional in here. So stoked about that. Yeah, we can finally comfortably fit a bunch of people around this, I think. I think recording with four people will be no issue at all. Four people will be perfect. I think I see big things for the Booty Bowl, Booty Cast. Yeah, that's right. The Booty Cast. (laughs) The Booty Cast can have... We can uh, have a roundtable discussion here. Well, a rectangle table discussion here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I gotta say, it's really sweet. Well, thanks. We also got a new beer cooling technology in the middle. Beer cooling technology, which consists of a metal bucket with ice in it. Yes. And speaking of that, let's see what we got today. And also, future guests, use a coaster now. Now it's really kind of required. And there's split six coasters in here. Yeah, you really have no excuse. Zero excuse. So, Mike, what beer did I pick out for us today? We are drinking Alaskan Husky IPA. It's a mosaic Indian pale ale. 7% uh, alcohol content, so politics will be fun. Oh, I didn't even... I was looking for the percent, but I couldn't find it. I'm really bad at finding those on these. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so it looks like it's... uh, It's got a picture of a a husky dog running out of a uh, lake, a glacier lake with some mountains behind it running onto Mm. some snow. It's pretty cool. My inspiration for it was it's fucking snowy as hell over here in Michigan right now, and I wanted something that looked cold. Though, I do think this is one of the more boring-looking beers of the ones I've had. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a craft beer. It's no Shorts Brewery over there with their crazy logos. Or even Atwater with their artsy. Right. Um, But... You know, hopefully it tastes good. I like also, Alaskan Amber Ale. I'm running out of beers to buy when I go places. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's getting... So breweries, come on, hit me up. Give me some beer. We'll, we'll uh, shout you out. That would be great. Let's taste this, though. All right, cool. I need a... Oh, I actually stole yours. Here, All right, perfect. Okay, thank you. I got to keep the Baratheon one. Cheers, my friend. Cheers to a great podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, tastes uh, like a two-hearted, like a two-hearted, <laughs> a little bit, le- tastes a little less two-hearted, but pretty good, pretty subtle IPA taste, I would say. Yeah, you know, it's um, my favorite beer is all day IPA. Oh, it um, tastes pretty similar to that. It does. It's just going to, it has a little bit more alcohol. Yeah, just not all day. Maybe, you know, half day IPA. <laughs> half day IPA. <laughs> Uh, the beer we had last week actually was really amazing, but I also did think I found my favorite beer, my favorite IPA. What is it? I don't know what it's called. Oh, thanks. but it's in a pink can, and it's from like California. You can get it at like Kroger and something. Okay, but ah, uh, it's just I maybe because the can can is pink, it tastes better for some reason. Nick, you know? I want to do a special edition of Split Six, but we have to film it. We have to record it uh-huh. on a Friday. 
Okay. Because I want to do Hop Slam. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but that's three 10% Dude, beers. Dude, Brian, Brian Nyson brought me over some beers last week from his like beer kit or something, and they were like 14%. I had two of them and I didn't remember where I where I went to bed that night. Like literally just two of them. Oh. And they were covered in like wax on the top, so it was hard to open and I think that was a sign. So, yeah, we're totally doing hop slam. <laughs> that would be great. We have like uh four people over here drinking hop slams. Political section gets nuts. It would be amazing. <laughs> um I do have to say the one thing that I want to say is because right now we're staring at the screen waiting for the drop. Mm-hmm. And so why don't we get in the drop board? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to record more than two mics successfully, but we are moving on right now. Beer number one. Sport. So it is a sports section because we are a Detroit-based podcast. We should first start by talking about Blake Griffin's quick fall from grace. Well... That's what every news outlet and radio station around here is saying. Um, I'm going to more point it towards they start off 4 0. Yep. And then they had the Atlanta loss was really bad. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Then they played the Pelicans on a, on a back to back. Who did we play before Atlanta? Uh, oh, the Clippers. The Clippers. So we played the Clippers. We should have won that game, but they're like a. They're like a middling team, so it's not unexcusable that we lost to them. I mean, Blake should have tore them up, but he did not. Yeah, he um, just missed a lot of shots. For some reason, Atlanta, I, Eric Robertson, I know you're not going to listen to this. I have this theory. <laughs> oh, wow, thanks, Eric. <laughs> I have this theory, though, with NBA teams because Atlanta is known as like the party spot for NBA teams. Okay. And so anytime a team travels to Atlanta... Even though Atlanta sucks, Even though Atlanta's I, only won eighteen games. <laughs> but I looked. So at, at home, they've won fourteen of their games. Well, I mean that's not that surprising. But I think the only reason that they're not worse is teams go to Atlanta. It's a cakewalk matchup, uh-huh. so they go out and they party in hot Atlanta. Is this like the Golden Knights theory too? Uh, the Golden Knights, the hockey. Oh. Is that the same thing? I mean, I think I've heard people say that, okay, maybe teams going to play in Las Vegas might go out and party before, and that could be uh, a I think big helping real. factor for why gold... Where, are they number one? Yes. Which is insane. I just I saw you about tweet this. about that the other day. I yeah. tweeted about it because it's not talked about it. We're, we're getting off topic, but... All right, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, Atlanta. So that, that's my theory. I, I never want to play players that are playing in Atlanta in fantasy because I feel like they always suck. Even though Atlanta is very a very bad team, you know I feel like every city's the same except for you know Vegas is the only one that I could really say is a party city. But, but like, for NBA, like hot Atlanta, yeah, well, it's known as like the party spot. That in Miami, yeah, well, you didn't see Miami losing a lot of home games when they actually had good players, right? Um, uh, but so back to Blake Griffin. The I, four games that we won were on teams coming off of a back-to-back. Yep. So that says something. And one of them we barely beat. Well, who was that? The, the worst team we played we barely beat? Uh, I don't was know it Brooklyn? That's... Brooklyn, yep. We beat them by like, because they missed a shot at the end. Yes. Um, And then we play Atlanta straight up. We both have rest. I guess unless we were partying for some reason. Um, We lose to the worst team in the league. Then... Uh, well, we lost to the Clippers before that. It's an understandable loss. So is the Pelicans, also an understandable loss. Right. But what it does tell me is that even if you know the Pistons are going to bounce back and somehow make the playoffs, we're not going to do anything. And 
<laughs> there's no point really hope, no. hope is lost well see the thing is is blake griffin is a great number three person on a team he's already proved he can't be a two he played with a hall of fame player and the best they did was make it to some playoffs and win some games but they never yeah. won any championships he's the number two on this team mm-hmm. behind drummond once again i mean after they're more than likely the pistons not maybe not this year, but they will eventually make the playoffs with him. Yeah, um, I mean they should. Yes. We, we probably should fire Stan Van Gundy, but that's a different point. Yeah, but the problem is he's a, he's a good number three. So we're back to where we have two great pieces. We missed out. We couldn't get. We got some. We got Jameer Nelson. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We needed a, a a point guard that can actually do something besides play fifteen minutes a game and play decent basketball at yeah. thirty seven years old. So yeah, maybe maybe things will change when Reggie gets back. If Reggie can come, Re, I'm on the right. I do not like Reggie Jackson, but if Reggie can come back and just own that, he needs to be a point guard, mm-hmm. not a shooting guard. He needs to play point guard, make plays for Drummond and Blake, and just own that role. You, we might be onto something. Yeah, but honestly. The only way the Pistons are going to win a championship in the near future is if we somehow land LeBron James in free agency next year. Hot take. Which Vegas does give us six, the six best odds to land him. He's not coming to Detroit. I mean, uh, here's, here's a theory on LeBron James. He's not going out west unless he's going to Golden State because he's not going to go someplace where he's not going to win. Um, he's going to stay in the east, and I think most likely he's going to stay in Cleveland. But if you were LeBron James and you're in the East, which team in the East would you pick to go to? I guess, but... You play with... I think, as much as I hate on Joel Embiid because he never can stay healthy and he's babied, um, he has a real shot, if he can stay healthy, to be the best player in the league. You think so? Yes. He's unreal. Interesting. He's unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, he's a great rim protector. He's great offensively. He can, okay, okay. So Philly's Philly number one. Mm-hmm. Who's your number two? Um, Boston. Well, I mean, Boston won't happen. No, I don't think so because Boston is LeBron James. LeBron's not going to follow Kyrie. Well, I don't think that's the issue. I think it's just the fact that. Boston has handed LeBron some of the greatest and worst moments in his career. Yeah, yeah. So I just can't. I mean, because of the moments he's had there, I just don't see it. Um, I I seriously either think he's staying with Cleveland. I think the moves they made were amazing. That GM, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, getting Rodney Hood, George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Kuzma, or not Kyle Kuzma, uh, Larry Nance. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that plugged into the NBA to know if that was good or not. But uh, it I hear was. it was good. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson can ball. Uh-huh. He for I know Rodney Hood was a targeted guy. Yeah, he's Is only he 26. Utah? Yeah, he's only 26. He's really good. He's a shooting guard, and Donovan Mitchell's in Utah, so right. he was just wasting away there because he was never starting over Donovan Mitchell. Right. But uh, imagine if the Pistons would have just drafted Donovan Mitchell. Oh, we could have. Yeah, we could have. We should have. <laughs> Instead, we got Luke Kennard, who can't shoot, can't play. Well, we'll see. Rookies, you know, basketball. But uh, 
I don't know. I'm saying that my main point is that the Pistons aren't going to do anything notable unless we get LeBron James, and we're going to be stuck in this purgatory for a very long time, just like the Red Wings, just like probably the Tigers, even though the Tigers probably had the best odds because they're good at sucking, or they were good at sucking last year, and I'm assuming they're going to keep that going. Yeah, yeah, they they are not signing any free agents, and uh, well, no one is. Well, yeah, let's bring that up, right? <laughs> so, so you were telling me about this a little bit. I'm very unfamiliar with the situation, but yeah, so there are 80 to 100 free agents right now, unsigned in the MLB in the baseball. MLB in baseball. Um, they are not spring training started today. Uh, catchers and pitchers reported for most teams. The rest of teams will be, everyone will be reporting by the weekend. So spring mm-hmm. trading is underway. This is by far the most free agents <laughs> that have been on the market. Not all who 80 are the big, are Who great. are the big names? J.D. Martinez, Jake Arrieta. Oh, shit. We used to have Eric, J.D. Martinez, didn't we, as yeah. the Tigers? Yeah. Uh, Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis. There's some good players out mm. there that um, are even young players, you know, in their 20s. So, um the biggest thing, so they're all, all these free agents are going to their own spring training. Um, so yeah, well, I'm confused on why they're not signed. So they're not signed because back like in two, baseball doesn't even have a salary cap, right? Well, here's, here's where the, here's the kicker in 2016, they did the, um, they, they renegotiated the, the terms of uh-huh. the CBA, um, all the player, the players went in there, and they really wanted certain things, like more, more seats on spring training buses, more rest days. Like there's a bunch of things yeah. that they negotiate. They won all of that for the players, okay. but the financial things they kind of like didn't do anything about. And what the ML, what the owners did, was basically they're they're increasing the. Um, the luxury tax, it's increasing every year. Oh, oh, so and because, they do like there's a so there's a luxury tax. So th- is there a cap? There's, there's a, a cap. cap. Yes, there is a cap. Okay, but I thought, there was, over, I thought there wasn't one. No, there is a cap. But the biggest thing was is that it, new? No, but oh, the luxury shit. the luxury tax has always it's a percentage of the total revenue. Uh-huh. But part of this agreement is now it's just it's not a percentage. It's just increasing, and. And and in that same thing, the teams also kept the salary cap at the same number, but the luxury tax keeps increasing. Baseball's making more and more money every year. Really? Yes. I thought they were losing money. No, they're making money. Revenues are up, but they're not increasing the salary cap. They're leaving the salary cap at the same spot, and the luxury tax is going up. So even though there's oh, not okay. a ca- uh, even though there's not a hard cap, the luxury tax gets so expensive. That teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Tigers, all these teams that had high payrolls, saw this coming. That's why you see all these all these teams have been selling off a lot of their players, right. trying to get under that salary cap, because hey. the luxury tax was is getting so ridiculous. So no one wants to sign these players to these crazy deals they're asking for. Well, good, good, good for the Tigers. Then I think like out of all the sports besides takeaway football in Detroit, Tigers got the best GM. I don't know. Still yet to be. We'll we'll see if they can continue. He needs to stay very bold on this tanking. He knows. Yeah. Well, that is true. I, I guess I did hear that the coach we hired is someone who is like a good coach. Mm-hmm. Like probably not the best coach if you want to tank. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a weird hire because, yeah, he's a, he was a candidate a lot of people wanted, Ron Gardenhire. You know, someone we should have hired instead of Brad Ausmus, and this would have been the time to hire Brad Ausmus, right? Correct. Okay. Yep, so, but who knows? I mean, hell, the Houston Astros t- sucked for a while. They came out of nowhere. You see this in sports? I mean, who knows? I mean, more than likely the Tigers are going to lose over 100 games and suck. But yep. maybe... Maybe some of these young players just are better than we think. Um, there's always that hope with tanking is you're going to suck, but you have so many young players that it's, there's a chance. Right. That I always say, like, know. with tanking, like, you don't, you don't want your players not to try. You don't want your coaches not to try. You want your GM to establish a, ro- a roster that just can't win. Yeah. And that's, that's why I was so impressed with uh, Al Avila, right? Yeah. Because – they were in playoff contention. He sold everything and got rid of some things, and they got the first round or first overall draft pick. And I was like, "That's that's fucking great." Yeah, because the players were. I mean, you know, the players are still trying because they're young and you know they want to prove themselves. The coach is coaching for his job, and they still managed to suck so bad, which is like I just feel like that's the mark of a great GM. Like those, everyone that stays in the middle. Your GM either is clueless or is not good at making your team suck. Well, and just think. I mean, Philly's doing it in basketball. They sucked for so long. Right. And they piled up draft picks. They have Joel Embiid. And, uh, well, we'll see about Markel Fultz. He's supposed to yeah, be good. He's, like, broken, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's his, just a head. He's a head case, I think, after a shoulder injury. Yeah. He like, forgot how to shoot. <laughs> and it's really weird. If you watch a video of him online, his shot from if you go watch him in college and then what his practice shots at like in the gym right now it's like something like broke in his brain damn yeah it's very weird i mean they're the 76ers have had so many first round picks that just aren't even on their team anymore that's what happens like you know basketball is kind of random but not if if there's not like a surefire number one pick you know like lebron james or something then it's kind of random. Yeah, I mean, this year, I don't know a lot about college basketball anymore. Now that I watch so much NBA, I uh-huh. rarely can watch college. It's just a trash game. Um, it's only fun for the tournament because every game is close. Yeah, but it's just a slow, boring game. Um, and so I don't, but I hear that this is one of the best drafts in a long, long time. That's why people, the. the I heard that last year, though. Well, the, the thing is, is um, like Cleveland. That Brooklyn pick they have was is so coveted. Yeah, they refuse to give it up for anyone. Well, I mean, I wouldn't give it up too. I if I was Cleveland, honestly, I would have traded LeBron James. You can't. He, he wouldn't wave his clause for no one. Mm-mm. Well, then I guess you're fucked. Then. Yeah, no trade clauses. Um, but he he literally wouldn't go anywhere. No, no. He said he wants to finish. He wanted to finish. What he wanted to finish the season in Cleveland and fuck them over one last time. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. No, honestly, I mean, a little off topic, but he's staying in Cleveland, in my opinion. I would bet on. I that. think with these moves, there's a good chance they got a lot better. Yeah, their roster is younger now, and they they they're just a better team at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, I am noticing that your play- playoff. You don't have the Eagles as the Super Bowl champions. That was Melissa's predictions. I have a playoff board uh, over on one of my wall. That was what Melissa predicted the playoffs to finish out as. Ah, okay. Which I don't think she did that bad, but I can't quite see it. She did have Tennessee winning. Yep. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, for someone uh, that doesn't watch football at all and just roots for teams based on 
uh, if she likes the logo or if she is drafted those because she did win like eighty five dollars in DFS for football once, and so like she kind of is fond of those players that helped her win. Right. You know, she always picks Gronkowski, and uh, she always picks uh, uh, Tennessee quarterback. Why am I blanking on his Marcus name? Marcus Mariota. Yeah, he always picks him. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but yeah. So, oh yeah. So back to baseball. None of these players are signed. The people think there's collusion with the owners. People, I think yeah, there's points that um, Scott Boris, one of the biggest agents, is um, holding out. He has four of the top players that are free agents uh-huh. under him, and so he doesn't want any of them to take because they've all been offered deals, but much smaller than what they uh, what they want. Okay. So none of them have taken them, and he's thinking, even though they're good deals, twenty million a year ish right but they're wanting 25 ish a year 25 million a year so it's it seems like the players are also holding out um and they're wanting more money and owners are just not really wanting it and a lot of these players like jd martinez like Like, he hits home runs but he grades out like analytically is not a great player Oh, okay. Why? Because of his defense? His defense and his... Just Can you make all him a DH? His hitting stats aren't even that good. He just hits home runs. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was so, going to say, like, someone like him, like, why wouldn't the Yankees just sign them? Because they're, like, pretty close to being... I mean, someone's going to eventually sign these players. Uh-huh. I mean, they're not going to sit as free agents forever. They're going to eventually get signed, but it's just weird right now, and they're missing a lot of valuable time with spring training. Yeah, I mean, if I was a team like a team that is in contention, that is what like a piece away or something, you know, or if you were like the Astros, or you were just there, sign someone, sign one of these guys, and just fucking pay the goddamn luxury tax because it's going to be much more valuable to you to win a World Series than it is for whatever the luxury tax is going to be. Yeah, but I mean, the Astros proved this year that you don't need to spend to win. That's Team, true, but like the Astros just, could just spend more and keep winning more. They might. I uh, soft caps are like really easy to exploit. I feel like as long as you got the, the right problem team is, in place. But what I'm saying is the like the luxury tax. I don't know the exact amount, but I guess it's just ridiculous. Like teams are like it's just keeps increasing and increasing. So, yeah, I think that's really co- like creating a hard cap almost because teams. Just looking at this, yeah, I number. heard. I heard something about the NBA and the, what what the future is with that. Like the the TV contracts didn't go up as much as they were expecting, so the salary cap's not going to go up as much. So contracts like the contract of Blake Griffin are going to cripple teams soon. Well, we'll see. Um, yes, the salary cap is not projected to go up as much as it it was before. Um, but this could change. NBA is becoming one of the most popular sports in America. Right. They're up 12% um, ratings-wise, which is ridiculous for um, a sports in one uh, year. Um, they have a really good product right now. Um, I mean, yeah, the NBA is great. The NBA, um, I've liked it ever since LeBron went to Miami because it was so fun to root against him, and then I learned to like basketball from yeah. rooting against him. I used to not like watching basketball at all, and now I watch basketball almost every single day. I mean, yeah, partly I watch, because of daily, but uh, daily fantasy. But basketball. I mean, when I watch a game, no matter who I'm watching, it's just, it's just a good product. They have great players. Except for it's the a Pistons. fast game. It's two hours. That's right. that's one thing mm-hmm. it's got going for it. Out of all the major sports, it's the quickest. 
You yeah. can you watch a, you can watch an entire game including commercials and halftime in two hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basketball is great because it's the most exciting. A three-point shot is one of the most exciting things in sports. Um, you know, normally they're close games, or at least there's a chance to come back. Uh, basketball is just, I don't know. I, my favorite sports time of the year is when the basketball playoffs and the hockey playoffs are on at the same time. Even though hockey is not as exciting because I'm not that into it, but I used to be really into it. But um, – you know, the, the last two minutes of a basketball game that's close and the last two minutes of a hockey game that's close, there's nothing better than that in sports. Yeah, I would agree. I, uh, a lot, like, in a close basketball game, it's so, in, especially if teams just keep banging shots. Yeah. Like, right after each Offense other. Offense always after wins, another. you know. Any, scoring is a thing, and that's the only reason that soccer is not, like, that, that much pop. Or, that popular here in the United States. Yeah, we're not. We don't have patience to watch a right. you know ninety minute game. We don't know, have two... patience to stay in a conversation without looking at our phones. Yeah, you know for sure. I just checked my phone while we're talking <laughs> to each other right now. Uh, Probably because my uh, you know the fiance is texting me, but Mike's getting married soon, everybody. Yeah, what it? We're 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 like getting real close. What do you got like? What is it? When's your wedding day? It's almost, it's, well, it's, oh, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, so it's everybody. Valentine's, Happy Valentine's Day, so I'm, listeners. I'm, uh, I'm three months away. Just under three months. Oh, okay. Ah, that's a little long for me. I was hoping it was sooner. I mean, three months is pretty short. <laughs> God, it's, it's flying, man. Uh, I'm excited, though. Yeah, um, I'm pumped. I feel like I'm more excited than everybody getting married. <laughs> uh, I'm excited that... I'm excited... F- to uh, the morning of my wedding, because the wedding's not till four or five. We're all gonna go. And this is sports related. We're we're all gonna go golf. Oh, does that gonna, include me? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, my 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 your the wedding party, the wedding party. We're gonna go golf. We're gonna play nine, but we're gonna play like a game. We're not gonna play like real golf. I don't want to be stressed out and like pissed scramble off. or something. Or something stupid. We're gonna just play some stupid golf game where I don't have to stress about how I'm playing because <laughs> I don't want to be pissed off the day of my wedding. But uh, I do want to golf on my wedding because I can't golf at my on my bachelor party. Um, because well, I mean, wait, I why? I mean, I can. I could still golf that weekend, but my best man, his uh, his wife is graduating that morning. Oh well, we can go out. Yeah, I mean, like we could go. You can go sure. out like some uh, like wake up really early. We'll see. You know, yeah, and we'll see what the weather is. Who knows? It might be snowing in Michigan in May. It's Who Cinco knows? de Mayo though. That's it, when the party is. So, dude, it's gonna get wild. Shout out to all of our Spanish listeners, um, or Mexican listeners, not Spanish listeners. What am I talking about? You know, Spanish speaking listeners. I hope that she made it this far. I want to shout out Laura Presti, El Presidente, Preston, Grandma. <laughs> I don't know how many more names I have for you. We I've only been working with her for a couple months. Great, great person to work L- with. Lauren Presti. Laura. Laura Presti. Yeah. Laura Presti, you are welcome on this podcast whenever you feel fit. She's a great person. Uh, she's been really fun to work with. Um, her her husband looks like Don Kelly, former Tiger. And you don't know, think, I is. guess that's great. I don't know. Is well, it, that could be bad? I don't know. He's he was one of my favorite tigers. Do you consider him sexy? Uh yeah, dude. Then good for you. Yeah, Zach Kelly's <laughs> great. Um, so yeah, Laura, I hope you're listening. Hope you're enjoying the sports. Yes, section. I hope you too. You are too. Tell all your friends. 
Yeah, tell everyone. Tell all of HBU. Send me some money on Venmo. I, I almost, signed up today. I almost sent you money after I listened to your last podcast because <laughs> you're like, send me $5. And I was going to send you. I literally forgot so you just said this because I was going to I was gonna send you $5. And you, you don't you don't have to pay me. We we don't pay much for guests on this podcast anyway. So <laughs> I don't need to be paid. I, Anything I, I owe you money. <laughs> no, no, I should pay. You 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 supply me beer. It's a good it's a good stress relief for me. I, I this I enjoy this. Uh huh. Good. I, I enjoy talking to you. You're you know one of my one of my best. friends. I am standing in your wedding. Yeah, you're one of my best friends. So I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy speaking with you. I drink. I like beer. Don't we all? This chair is like secretly really comfortable shout out to melissa shock for picking these out we got actually another one in the living room too yeah this chair is really nice and uh, i can just it's just it's just relaxing this studio just feels so much better to me with uh, this table in it love it i it's amazing it was fucking expensive though but it was worth it i think it was worth every penny but so what um, so it looks like we got about uh five more minutes left of sports Mm. Maybe a little less. Five minutes. So let's see. What, yeah, what definitely else can five we, minutes. What can we talk about in let's sports? Let's talk about football free agency. All right. What do you think the Lions are going to do? Well, oh, I, actually, let me hear your opinion on this head coaching change. Cause I don't think you've really said much about it on the podcast. No, not on the podcast. Um, well. So Matt Patricia, Lions new head coach. Matt Patricia, Mr. Uh, Beard. Um, not I'm, anymore. Well, Mr. Shaved Beard. Um, the, so that's, that is what they call him. He has a beard. <laughs> yes, shaved beard. Yeah, well, well like trimmed beard. His his beard before that was a little insane. It was great. You mean? Um, <laughs> but Matt Patricia, uh, you I've heard all of your ramblings about him and how yes. the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. I I do believe that you're a little wild. I I know that you're saying this because if it doesn't happen, who gives a shit? It's the Lions. But if it happens, you I called it. You know what I mean. I mean, I just truly believe it. Like, I don't know. I mean, I do tend to think that way every year, but not. I don't ever think Super Bowl. I always think playoffs, and I always think we're gonna win our division. I'll admit that. Yeah. Okay. So, I Matt Patricia is a great hire. Um, I think the Lions will make the playoffs as a wild card. Oh, you don't think we'll win our division? More than likely not. Aaron Rodgers still exists. Oh, so you think the Green Bay Packers will win the division? Yes. Aaron Rodgers, if he stays healthy this year, yes. Of course. He's the best quarterback besides Tom Brady in the world. So He's yes. better than Tom Brady right now, I think. Well, yes. Not over course for career? Absolutely not. But. No. I mean, talented-wise, yes. I mean, it's debatable still. Mm. It's crazy it's debatable because Tom Brady's 40 years old. Yeah. He shouldn't even be in the conversation. Credentials alone just makes Tom Brady unquestionable for me. I mean, he even had a great year. He's forty, and he had, he yeah. was the best player in the league this year. One of the he best. He threw five hundred and five yards, zero interceptions in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he's the oldest player. They didn't punt. He's the <laughs> oldest player. He, he was the <laughs> oldest player ever to play in a Super Bowl that wasn't a punter or a kicker. Yeah, and he was the best player on. Well, he was one of the best players on the field besides for Nick Foles. Ah, oh, fuck Nick Foles. <laughs> Big Dick Nick. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> did you. Did you see all those videos going around of girls just saying "Nick's dick in my mouth"? Like, no, but I wish I did. I could Photoshop and edit those, dude. 
these these <laughs> Eagles fans, these girls were filming videos just talking about Dude, Eagles fans are nuts. Well, his I mean Nick Nick Foles's nickname is Big Dick Nick. That's a there weird was, nickname. Wouldn't to it have. Be, there was a there was an interview with um I forget exactly who. Uh, there was an interview like a couple years ago when he was uh-huh. on the Eagles. Anderson Cooper was it? I don't I don't think so, <laughs> but I don't know. It was one of the players and uh yeah, they said his nickname was Big Dick Nick. He had the biggest dick in the locker room. Oh. Yeah. And so now all these Eagles fans... Well, even, it makes sense. Even at the Super Bowl, they were chanting Big Dick Nick. The, <laughs> the Eagles fans were chanting that. Oh, man. And then he won the MVP. Well, just think about this. The and Eagles, now he's going to get traded. The Eagles have been a franchise for at least as long as the Lions, right? I have no idea. That... I would be totally just throwing some bullshit at they you. They just won their first Super Bowl. The Lions can do it and we're going to do it i hope so as much as i always say like i i'll hate on the lions i'll give them grief Mm -hmm. but i do they are my favorite team yeah i mean i i I do want them to win and if they ever make the playoffs you best damn i don't think anyone would call you a lions hater no i mean maybe a stafford i'm a stafford hater but uh i i started to like him a little bit more this year i'm just saying like okay the Patriots' defense last year, I would think you could easily argue that the Lions' defense is much more talented than the Patriots' defense. And now we have their defensive co- defensive coordinator coming over here to coach them and show them how it's done. I think that alone, and, you know, give us give our offense a running game. How are we not NFC East Here's what Here's what happens. Lions I said to, make the Super Bowl, here, by the way, not win the Super Bowl. Here's what the Lions need to do. Sign a veteran offensive lineman in this season, a guard. That it, get any kind of front seven free agents that you can that you think can make a difference. In the first four rounds of the draft, you better go running back, and I don't care what order, but the first four to five rounds of the draft, it better be running back, front seven. I don't want to see secondary. I don't want to see offensive linemen. I don't want to see wide receivers. I don't want to see tight ends. Yeah, I just want front seven, running back. I want the Lions to uh I the first time in free agency I don't care who they sign really. Like there's nothing nothing that jumps off the board at me. For they, need they need an offensive sign. lineman. Well, back. Or they can just re-sign their guys. Well, no, but they just need a they need a quality one because all these mock drafts are coming out saying that the Lions are going to draft a guard in the first round. If the Lions draft a guard in the first round, I quit. Don't quit. Um I think we've been guards should never be drafted in the first round. I don't. I mean, I don't. We drafted Lake and Tomlinson in the first round. Dude well, yeah, sucks. That wasn't Bob Quinn, but and I I'm don't think saying, Bob Quinn is that dumb. To but draft I'm just a saying, guard, that. guard should never be drafted in the first round. All right. Well, I think we're moving on. All right. Beer number two, entertainment. Thank you, Meldrop. Uh, entertainment, Mike, you're taking the ringleader on this one because I don't really know what the fuck to talk about. Yeah, you know, and you know, it's hilarious because. Entertainment's my worst section usually. Yeah, mine too. Normally, um, actually, it's, it's the hardest one to fill because there's so many things that don't you can talk matter. about. But you have to, you have to have a guest that is on par with what like the entertainment you watch. Well, that and entertainment is, it's always so gossipy and clickbaity, yes. 
and just nothingness. Most <laughs> right. entertainment news is just it nothing. It doesn't really matter. There's n- it doesn't matter, and most of the stories are laughable at mm-hmm. most. But I think the most the coolest story that I've uh, read and seen um, in for entertainment recently. Well, one, we're men, um, and we like to objectify women. Because, oh yes, you know, we love that. This that, is the that, de- decade of objectifying women. Yeah, you know that's what men do. But so Sports Illustrated um, always comes out with the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. It's like this big thing, um, athletes, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and models pose. And then they have the nude section, which... I actually never knew they had a nude section. Yeah, they have a nude section. Where they actually show people naked? Well, not... They don't show... Like, they don't show a a nipple or a vagina? Right. Okay. So they'll show... Like, they'll cover up, but they're nude, and so you can see their entire body. uh, By the way, free the nipple. I mean, men have nipples, too. Let's just let that that fly. Who cares? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Um, So, not... I mean, I feel like most women wouldn't even want to right but if they did if they did sure whatever um but the problem is you know men objectify women um so but ali uh raisman reisman from she was an olympic gymnast if you don't know she won they that their team dominated the summer olympics and she was one of the victims of uh larry nasser and she had a very powerful um, victim statement. Um, mm-hmm. Victim statement. I don't know what you'd call it. Speech statement. Testimony. Testimony. And you know she was one of the people that were abused by him. And yeah, she so yeah. so she's she just came out as a victim. You know she suffered this horrible thing that to her. Uh, you know and she goes and poses nude for mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated. Yes. Which in I would say recent history or even all of history until like recently, that would have been very weird, right? Yeah. You would have been like, that's weird. Like, why would you do that? Because our brains weren't, we didn't, we weren't aware of like what's going on right now. We would just immediately said like, why would she do that? She was just abused. It's just going to turn her more like, guys you know like look Lindsay lohan syndrome or something like that i don't yeah something so but she posed and i'm looking at the photos right now she's beautiful but she has words written on her that are very powerful fierce on her arm she has one that says women do not have to be modest to be respected she has another one where it's her you know she's she, across her chest it says survivor um and then down her arms it says uh live for you and every voice matters um abuse is never okay trust yourself so there's these she she wrote these phrases on her um and i just thought it was like when i saw it i immediately was just like wow that is super it's something so little that someone could do but it's yeah. it's so powerful for women and Especially young young girls in the in this world right now, just to just to see someone that they look up to, because I'm sure after the Summer Olympics she's became a celebrity. Those girls right. were so pop; they were on everything. Mm. Um, and now you know she's stepping out. She 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 had the courage to come out and speak against Larry Nasser, um, and now she has the courage to go do this and spread that spread that um, positivity and uh, you know just 
be a be a role model right and uh, i i'm paraphrasing this quote but i heard this from a song recently from a podcast i listened to they have these songs on the like transitions but a body is not a feast it's not just a feast for the eyes it is a soul it is a art it is a craft it is a heaven it is a prison like it's a bunch of things before not i didn't mean to say not just feast for the eyes but it is not a feast for the eyes right like you know that's what a lot of it is taken as you know sexuality for anybody for women and men it can be empowering and you do whatever the fuck you want with your body as long as it's what you fucking want to do with your body right you know like in terms of like what she went through with larry nasser it is uh, remarkably impressive that she can come out and still be unaffected. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's affected by it, but like not outwardly affected where she can do things like this and not feel like she has to be ashamed right. of what she went through because you don't have to be ashamed just because you're a victim. Right. You can do whatever you want still. And it's up to us as men uh, on the teams of these women to make sure that is known and that is okay and that they feel safe. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I completely agree with you. Um, these the that case and the new case with the um, with the U of M doctor and wait, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it just came out. A U of M doctor was busted with child pornography and oh my gosh, um, and having relations with a underage person. Um, I just really hope this doesn't turn into a Michigan versus Michigan State thing because I don't think it will. It's not. It's his. It. It. I don't understand. Like I guess he was just arrested. He was got off a plane, I think, on Sunday and was arrested uh-huh. um, at the airport. But it's not going to turn into a Michigan. Michigan. I think as much as the fans hate each other because we love each other, most of us work together, live together, yeah, yeah. hang out with each other. Like we might disagree in sports, but when it, when it comes to something like this, mm. I think we can look at it and go, okay, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use that against you. But if your football team sucks, that right, I'm, gonna, right. you know, or your basketball <laughs> team sucks or loses, like I'm gonna use that against you. Right. But I would, I would never. I'm a huge Michigan fan. Bleed maize and blue. Love Michigan. Mm. They are. They add the most stress to my life, probably out of everything. Yeah, probably but, because just because of like college rivalries are so much stronger than like NF or pro sports rivalries. Right. So, um, and they, because they're not very good. But right the now. problem is, is like <laughs> they control my life. So, and they they cause me so much stress and anxiety, and I it's it's wild. But when it comes, I'm never going to go to a state fan and say, "Ha, you guys have Larry Nasser." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like so does the USA Olympics. I mean, right. Come on. Like, I'm not going to use that against a state fan. Like, if these other, you know, and these reports are obvious, these reports for uh, Tom Izzo and um, D'Antonio are seeming to be more false and false yeah. as the days wait, go wait, by. Wait, hold on a second. We are on entertainment, I just realized, and we're talking mm. about sports again. Well, we got into it because Allie Reisman is also an athlete but all right let's go to entertainment i mean i mean you can count the olympics as entertainment which we did not talk about selfishly um but yeah go on Uh, i'm just saying i'm never going to use that against them but let's go back to entertainment um because we started on my (laughs) rising and got off on larry nasser 
God. Oh, <laughs> this the is beers. What, this is what 7% beers will do to y'all. Yeah, especially when... Especially when they're chilled I've been in the make... special split six ice bucket. <laughs> That's true. And especially <laughs> when I've been making a valiant effort to drink less. <laughs> because I feel like it's not... It wasn't normal when I, on like a weekend. And I, I would have like 10 beers uh-huh. to feel like drunk. Why do I have to have 10 beers? Well, you know, I don't know. Um, because you don't get drunk. Are you, maybe because you drink them over a course of a long time. I don't know. So I've made a valiant effort to drink less. How's that been going? It's going well. Nice. Um, I, I know can... you stopped drinking liquor lately because you've been sleepwalking. Yeah. Is that okay I to sleep... say on this? I don't yeah, that's fine. Um, everyone that Anyone that works, at, works with me, you know, you now have ammunition to make fun of me. For something that I don't remember ever doing, but just wake up and get told I do. But yes, liquor, I will not drink liquor anymore. Um, and I i mean, I'm not quitting drinking. I'm not saying like I'm an alcoholic. I just was like, why do I have, I don't want to have to drink as much. Right. Like, so I'm just trying to cut down as, you know, whenever I can. Um, but this is good. I haven't drank a lot recently. 7%. I'm halfway maybe not even halfway through my second one got a nice little buzz going that's right there we go everybody let's let's do another cheers cheers to the alaskan husky ipa but back to entertainment let's talk about this crazy dude quincy jones for those of you who do not know who quincy jones is i think his most he was a music producer and uh his most famous artist was Michael Jackson. He yeah. produced him. Yeah, let's say he's won uh, twenty eight Grammys. Mm-hmm. So, and then Vulture, uh, Vulture dot com did this interview with him. That's it's really fucking wild. Like, it is super wild. So I have. You want to just like? I mean, how long is it? Well, I have some. I have some talking points. The ten, like most ridiculous, like ten of the best quotes he had in the interview oh nice mike came prepared here everybody yeah so um well let's start with the first one this was like off the top when he um the interview just started so this this isn't like the biggest the biggest thing so this guy this guy by the way is in like in his 80s and, he's 85 yeah and uh you know he's been working in this industry forever mm-hmm. but go on so the first thing, one of the first questions that was asked from Vulture, the, the, you know, the website company, to him was, you worked with Michael Jackson more than anyone he wasn't related to. What's something people don't understand about him? Oh, I hate to get into this publicly, but Michael stole a lot of stuff. He stole a lot of songs. State of Independence and Billie Jean. Those notes don't lie, man. He was a Machiavellian as they come. Yeah, so he's saying, so I listened to the, the State of Independence song by Donna Summers. And yeah, you can tell that he definitely sampled that, that, that song for the right. beginning of Billie Jean. But the biggest thing is, is a lot of artists sample other artists' right. music. And I mean, it's still genius of Michael Jackson to figure out how to either speed that part up or slow it down and put it into this other completely new way. Sampling's like, that been is part of music for a long time. I mean, people subconsciously sample yes. their music. Like, I've, I've, uh, I've written a few songs, and then I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't fucking my song. Someone else wrote this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it happens... Um, and it was Billie Jean is the main one that he says 
which is one of Michael Jackson's you know most known songs. But it listened to "State of Independence" by Donna Summers and Billie Jean. You can tell he might have sampled it or used it as an mm. inspiration. But I soon wouldn't... we will have the ability to play live things onto this podcast that we listen to live. That'd be great. But uh, not yet. I would say that um, you can definitely see where they're coming from. I, stealing, stealing might be too strong. Yeah, maybe, maybe inspiration before... took inspiration from sampled something of that yeah stealing he did not use the exact yeah song i mean like it's okay to take inspiration from and even do the same thing as long as you're not like doing the exact same song and pretending like it's yours you know right or just changing little bits like changing it that drastically i feel like that's more of an homage to the artist because they were a fan of them maybe you should shout them out but right that that's that's the only thing if you crown anyways next um well, this quote goes right along with our objectifying women topic. Okay. But uh, so, and I'm just reading. So these are in no particular order at this point. I'm just reading down the list. And um, so his first one was on Marilyn Monroe. Everyone knows Marilyn Monroe. She mm-hmm. was, she had relations with the Kennedys, supposedly. All right. So Frank Sinatra was always trying to hook me up with Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, but Marilyn Monroe had a chest that looked like pears. Man, a chest that looked like pears. Yep, that was a quote from him. That's it. Um, so uh... he didn't want to be with Marilyn Monroe, who was once considered at the time was considered one of the most beautiful women in the world because he didn't like the look of her chest. <laughs> Just to look like pears. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That I think sounds, it means that, that sounds nice, right? I mean, it doesn't sound bad in my mind. I don't but, know. You know, I wasn't alive back Here, when that was going all right, on. Here's the big one, right? Here's one of the biggest ones. I was with Tommy Dorsey when Elvis Presley showed up at 17 years old, and Dorsey said, "Fuck him! I won't play with him. He wouldn't let his band play with him." And then the magazine said, did you think Dorsey was right? He said, yeah, yeah, motherfucker couldn't sing. Who, about Elvis? Yeah. Yeah, fuck Elvis. Hey, well, I'm just saying. Like, Sorry, Uncle Mark, but uh, Elvis he, is not that great of an artist. <laughs> <I think. laughs> he he isn't, but he was, he was, he's one of the kings of rock and roll? Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, anyway. whatever he did, he had whatever the Whatever he did, he did it good. He, he knew... How to make? I feel like he was like, like the original pop star, you know, like didn't mm-hmm. have any talent but still made it work. Right. Um, I, I'm looking at this article too, and uh, here's the, something I want to read, which will dive into politics for uh, in the future. But what stirred everything up? Is it all about Trumpism? It's tr- and this is Quincy's response. It's Trump and uneducated rednecks. Trump is just telling them what they want to hear. I used to hang out with him. He's a crazy motherfucker. Limited mentality. Or limited mentally. A megalomaniac, narcissistic, and I can't stand him. I used to date Ivanka, you know. <laughs> it's like, what? Then the guy says, wait, really? Yes, sir. 12 years ago, Tommy Hilfiger, who was working with my daughter, Kidada, said, Ivanka wants to have dinner with you. I said, no problem. She's a fine motherfucker. <laughs> she had the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. <laughs> what the fuck? If Jones is correct, 
12 years ago, he would have been 72 years old. Yeah, And Ivanka yeah. would have been 24. There was, there's a lot of this that I, from a different, uh, the podcast I listen to, it's a new one I listen to, it's called The Daily Zeitgeist, it's a daily podcast with Jack O'Brien and Miles Gray, and then they're for like, or Jack O'Brien's from the crack.com before they like fired everybody. Um, but uh, they, they dove into this and everything, everything, a lot of the other things on this, um, uh, interview have been corroborated by the sources, but a few of them haven't. But nothing has turned up false yet, really? so it's hard to deny anything yet because ever so far everything that has been corroborated has been proven true. He's crazy. Um, <laughs> hey, more power to him at seventy. If I'm seventy-two and I can, you know, Chelsea, I love her, but let's just say, you know. She she's like, hey, Mike, you should go date a younger woman while we're still married or, you know, whatever. And you can pull a 24 year old. What? <laughs> a 24 year old. Fa- well, I'm sure. Uh, well, a 24 year old famous as fuck right. person, you know, well, I mean, he was pre- I mean, he's pretty well known in the industry. Right. Right. So, right. you know, he's more famous than most people. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's won 28 Grammys. Um, yeah, I, I think, think the and- biggest thing was <laughs> the this. He says, Vulture, the website, says, you sure seem to know a lot. I know too much, man. What's something you <laughs> wish you didn't know? He says, who killed Kennedy? And Vulture goes, who did it? And he goes, and these are Chicago mobsters Sam Giancana. I don't, maybe butchering that. Uh-huh. The connection was there between Sinatra and the mafia and Kennedy Joe Kennedy, he was a bad man. He came to Frank to have him talk to Giancana about getting votes. And then Volger said, I've heard this theory before that the mob helped with Illinois winning uh, Kennedy the election in 1960. And then he just says, we shouldn't talk about this publicly. (laughs) Dude, this guy has nothing left to lose. I love this interview. I mean, he's 85. Maybe he does know all this stuff. But if he does, like, come on. Tell us who killed Kennedy. You're 85. All right. So uh, they ask him who's doing good work. Uh, All right. So let's start with this. I'm trying to isolate. This is from the interviewer. I'm trying to isolate what you specifically believe in. The problem with modern pop is, is it the lack of formal music knowledge on the part of the musicians? Yes. They don't even care. They, that they don't have it. That's weird. Well, who's doing good work? So here's the important word. Who is doing good work according to Quincy Jones? Bruno, Mar- Bruno Mars, Chance the Ramper, Kendrick Lamar, and I like Kendrick's. I like where Kendrick's mind is. He's grounded. Chance, too. And Ed Sheeran's record is great. Sam Smith, he's so open about being gay. I love it. Mark Ronson is someone who knows how to produce. So those are who, the artists you guys should be listening to, and I th- I believe Bruno Mars just won the Grammys for record he of the year. He cleaned up everything. He's so he's such a good performer. His songs are so catchy. Don't you think like he uh, mixes genres? Don't you think like uh well from what I've heard is that Travis Gambino got a little screwed in that. From I listen, I love Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Um, oh dude, did you see that trailer for Solo? No, because Star Wars. Wait, do you like Star Wars? No, I mean I no. Do you I mean, watch I do. Star Wars? I, I have. I've watched most of them. Okay. I oh, just. Man. I'm just not a huge fan. I think. I don't know. Uh, I don't think the new movies are very good. Um, but he, 
Donald Glover, love him. I listened to Childish Gambino when he was putting out mixtapes six, seven years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you, you're so you're a fan of Childish Gambino from Bro Rape. From Bro Rape? Oh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not a true Ch- Donald Glover fan. No. Oh gosh, I got something I, to show you after this. So <laughs> I'll show I, you where he came from, and it's ridiculous. So I I listened to Childish Gambino for uh, I listened to him back in the day, but this new record was great. Like as in it it's was weird. My love, right? Awaken my love. Yeah, it was weird though. It mm-hmm. was it was it was something completely different. But it wasn't for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I I actually own it on vinyl, but I, I don't. I don't I mean it's not it's not my cup of tea, but I don't yeah, think it's bad. It's just it's different. It's very it's you know, these artists in these movies, this is what pissed me off. Everyone just tries to be so obscure and different yeah. and that wins them awards. Well it's no, kinda like you know the what? Col- the you know what? Don't feel days. bad when you lose to someone who's just makes catchy shit that more people listen to. Right. I don't care if it's not as good or well produced or well thought out mm-hmm. but if bruno mars can put out a track that everyone listens to because it's catchy and it yeah it sounds decent and even though it's not as good of a song as something charles gambino puts out because it's obscure and weird and artsy you know that's too well, bad don't be thing. mad that you lose an award here's the thing pop music and like rock pop and like all genres have like pop their pop music like there's a formula for it like it's Literally verse, chorus, verse, chorus, breakdown, chorus. And that's how most songs are generated. And, you know, that the reason I think Awaken My Love, the album by Childish Gambino, uh, was critically acclaimed is because it wasn't that. And it strays away from the beaten path. Because it's easy. It's so easy to write songs that are just follow that formula. Like, I mean, that's every song I've ever written follows that fucking formula right you know i don't i don't ex- i don't i don't tell people that i have talent because i know i don't have talent i just follow a formula with different varying uh chord progressions you know um but you know p- but that there's another thing to say like okay so what are most people going to be into you know and they're going to be into the pop culture songs mm-hmm. because they're the reason that that formula exists is because that formula excites the brain because it's gives you stuff that's familiar and gives you this really emotional breakdown part. I mean, the breakdown in a song is probably the so- part of the song that you're going to most connect to. Like that part of the song that's different than the rest that is usually the most emotional lyric-wise. That's how you make a good song. Right. No, I agree. Um, I like Childish Gambino's new mu- I liked his new, his new, uh, his new album. Um, and But it's just... It's not, it's great for people that really are into music. It's not uh, great for the general person. Right. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't even say it was great for me because I bought it because of uh, my cousin Patrick, who's been on the podcast, friend of the podcast, Patrick Mahar, shout out. Um, he told me to buy it and I bought it. Uh, I like it. I don't love it, but I don't also, I haven't listened to it that much. I only listen to it when I'm playing Catan, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> Whenever right. I play Catan, I put on my records. So. That's right. <laughs> Um. Hey, yeah. this could count as entertainment. You want to switch gears for a second? What are we switching to? So I played this board game the other day. What is it? It's called. Uh, hold on, let me find out what it's called. Well, I got a new board game that I want to play with you. Why don't you talk about that while I look up this one? So, uh, I hold on. I got to sneeze. 
Oh, gosh, bless you. So I uh, got a new board game. Uh, uh-huh. It's very well known. It's called Ticket to Ride. I, yeah, I, I've heard of that. Uh, I got you it. You bought that? Well, no, I didn't buy it. Uh, I registered for it for my wedding registry. Oh, really? And someone out of state who can't make it to our wedding uh, reception or wedding shower. Damn, I would have bought that. Wedding shower. Wait, no, I don't Purchased buy it for us. So um, now I own it. And like, do you have it? Yes. It's at my house. So when the people that already bought you, you already have those gifts? You don't have to wait till your wedding? Well, no. I mean, so someone out of state oh. like, bought it online through Target and just sent it to our house. So we just had a Target box at our house. Yeah, yeah. We just opened it. Dude, let's play it. Yeah. So I have Ticket to Ride. And it's, it's supposedly really good. On all the board game website, it's very highly rated. Yeah, I, I think it's probably like a lot like uh, Catan, uh, but more about road building or train building. Train. <laughs> but the game I played was called Cosmic Encounter. And, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. It's like risk but not at all like each every person has five planets and you have to go around and attack each person's planets and the first one to conquer five planets wins but each each person has a different character with a different special ability and you can get people to help you in your invasion or help you defend your invasion talking about it is stupid because it doesn't make a lot of sense right right but I understand it because I'm a very I love board games, so it sounds a lot like Pandemic, but without the multi, without the co-op, but kind of uh, it's like Pandemic, slash, like in Pandemic, in in like that every character has their own ability, own ability with risk, where you have to attack other yeah uh, other and, places, and also Ty goes to the defender, just right. like with risk. So I uh, yeah, it sounds like and a then great like, game, and then like um. Uh, what's that game that I have here? That's yours. You have a game that's mine. Yeah, the card, the deck evolution, builder. deck uh, builder game. Oh, you have um. Uh, the fuck's that called? Why can't we think of it? There's the D. Uh, dominant? No, Dominion. Dominion. The like Dominion, where it's like a. Deck you have builder. my Dominion. Yeah, you've left it here, and I have. I haven't played it. It's just still here. <laughs> oh, I, I want to play that game. I'm down. We could play after this if it's you want. It's a fun game. Try to get Melissa to play. Yeah, we'll see what. Happens. I like Dominion. I like that evolution game you showed me. Yeah, that game is great. Um, but yeah, Dominion. I haven't played in a while. I kind of miss it. Yeah, I know. It's. I mean, I miss playing board games because I'm obsessed with them, and board games are life. Hashtag board games for life. Hashtag board games for life, everybody. You know, I want to make a board game. Let's make a split six board game. So I, I thought about this, and I, I it's probably going to be super lame, but Laura, if you're still listening, here you go. Hi, Laura. As Wasn't there someone else you needed to shout out to? Uh, Tiffany O'Brien. Tiffany O'Brien. If you listen welcome to this, to the Tiffany, you, um, welcome to QL. You're new. and uh, Welcome to QL. And... Uh, yeah, you're awesome. So you also can be on whenever you want. Just yeah, let me know. sure. Come on, we'll talk about stuff and drink beer. Tweet us at uh, and Magella and Twitter, <laughs> and uh, at Mike Carls. So um, the other the other board game that um, oh no, the idea I had was would it be cool? So I'm gonna have twelve to fourteen team members. Just having uh-huh. them have a board game night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of like every team outing's like, oh, we're gonna go to escape the room or a, well, hey, escape rooms are fun. I've yeah, been to or one. the bar, or we're gonna go out to a Pistons game. No, yeah, do a board game. A night. board game night. 
Everyone go to like someone's house, my house, whoever's house, mm-hmm. somewhere, maybe wherever, a brewery, and just bring your own board games right. and just play board games. That sounds like my ideal. Sounds like my ideal bachelor party. Night. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> we'll see if that happens. It <laughs> sounds think. like something that I'd want to do for my bachelor <laughs> party. Bunch of dudes get together, play a bunch of board games, and drink a bunch of beer. Right. I mean, it'd be nice if, like, oh, dude, we got to get you to play diplomacy. Yeah. I'd love to play diplomacy. Well, um, sign up online. We'll sign you up. Before. I don't want to play that version, though. No, it's the best version to play. The online version. Yeah, because you don't, it's not like you play it, like, while sitting in front of you. You literally check it once a day, read your messages, send messages back, maybe make some moves, and then wait for the next day, see what happens. See who, who fucked you over, you know? All right. I might have to give it a try. Yeah, I keep I keep saying this and I never do it, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you know one thing. Uh, entertainment. I've been really into. Um, the reason I almost I wanted to do this podcast earlier, and not you got thirty seconds. Go ahead now is because I've been just playing NBA two K so much. Oh yeah, I love it. I'm so into the NBA. <laughs> NBA is is now my second favorite sport. I don't know how this is an entertainment reason for you to want to do this podcast. It's not. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's the reason why I didn't want to do it. Oh. Because I want to be able to go home and play. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Beer number three. Politics. The president grabbed me. Oh, God. All right, on to politics. Everyone's favorite topic, as I always say. Mike, how are you feeling about the political aspect of today's climate? Well... I do. This kind of ties into uh, because we got a little bit off topic on um, on uh, on entertainment. entertainment. Uh, so, do you watch Celebrity Big Brother? I do not. Mm. <laughs> I, don't I thought you would say that. So, is, oh, is it, oh, is this the one with that one girl, Amarosa. Omarosa? Yeah. yeah, Amarosa. Yeah, that's so, yeah. ridiculous. So, Amarosa. Um, by the way, I do watch Big Brother. Um, my fiance and I loved this, like loved to watch it. Um, unfortunately, her grandfather passed away this week, um, so she had to fly to Florida. So she's gone all week. Who? Who did? Uh, Chelsea's grandfather. Oh, really? I'm sorry, Chelsea. Yeah. So yeah. So our definitely, um, you know, prayers and just well, best wishes for her and her family. Mm. Um, but she, so she's not here. So I have unfortunately missed. Some of the 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 few first few episodes, I I watched the the first and second episode. I missed some of the rest, but I caught back up online. But Amarosa, she was she worked in the White House. She's on Celebrity yeah. Big Brother, um, and she had a quote that said it, while she was in the house talking to the other guests, she's been all drama filled. She had a big. Uh, asthma attack went to the hospital she's and she's just mm. she's a, a a big show but she had this quote that said as bad as is i'm gonna read this verbatim so i might and yeah. i'm kind of buzzed as bad as y'all think trump is you'd be worried about pence so everyone wishing for impeachment might want to reconsider their lives that's all i'm saying he is extreme I'm 
I am Christian. I love Jesus, but he thinks Jesus tells him to say. I am Christian. I love Jesus, but he yeah, thinks um, Jesus tells him to. So I heard. I didn't. I, I didn't hear that. things that are at all. Yeah. So I heard. I didn't. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that at all. But uh, you know, uh, I don't agree that. I didn't hear that at all. But uh, you know, uh, I don't agree that Pence would be a worse president than Trump because. I believe that Pence is probably smarter than Trump, and like, and yeah, I'm sure a lot of his, like, I, I, I honestly, Pence would be Pence would be as bad if not worse. I think he would be. He's more extreme. W- maybe worse for America, but not worse for the world. As in, like, I don't think we're going to get into a nuclear conflict like we could with Trump, because uh, you know we never should. I'm very pro nuclear weapons, and Trump is the reason why I, I should eat my own words. But I did hear Amorosa. That's is that her name? Amorosa, yeah. I I heard uh, a clip of that show. Her saying like, "It's so bad and it's so much worse," and she's like whispering it to somebody, and like it's a fucking reality TV show, and you're whispering shit when you know you're being recorded. Like, what is the point of that? This is all just for show, and I'm not taking it anything about the trump presidency seriously with whatever that person is saying she's wild um people love her i from the minute that i watched the first episode with um i was immediately i i immediately said i hope she's the first one evicted um because that's how the show works yeah i'm sure she won't be she won't be she's she's big news i mean the fact that i've heard about it means she won't be because this is just fucking reality tv and it's scripted i don't know if it's scripted because a lot of it's live well why don't you listen to adam ruins everything about tv reality tv well i mean a lot of it's live though what do you mean live you can you can go on to celebrity big brother like Mm -hmm. you can go on to big brother there's like a, a cbs and there's live feeds after the like anytime the show's not on you can just okay. watch the live feed of the house interesting for anytime you want you can just log in and watch the live feed of whatever's happening at the house that's weird yeah it's they're always on camera and it's not always recorded and a lot of times you're way ahead of the show uh-huh. so you'll watch the live feeds and some of the stuff that they show in an episode might be from you might have already seen it in the live feeds or you you may not see the exact comp they won't show like the competitions and things of that nature but you'll hear all of them talking about the the winners of the competition so when you go to watch like when that happened to us a lot we'd watch all the Bro- big brother after dark uh and we'd watch it god why do they have, to have like a after show for every tv show these days but it's just a lot it's not even they don't have any hosts it's three hours of just live television feed, really? uh, feed oh of the house. there's no there's no commentary it's just are they wa- mic'd up yeah well no it's, the whole house is mic'd up they don't have like they don't have mics they're just wherever they are they can you can hear them because they're in a house okay. and they just have the whole house mic'd up you in the bathrooms yeah that's weird yeah i mean they don't show if someone's like taking a shit It'll show if like someone's in the shower because it's like blocked off. Oh man, this sounds a little. I mean, I have to see. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to just tell you, tell me that you're, or tell you that I don't. No, I don't believe it. But 
I would just need to see some proof. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, you can watch it anytime you want. You, you can pay for subscriptions that literally have access to it twenty four. Right, like, but all I mean, I would need to like find out like if that's actually true, like that it is just live, like and anything could happen. Yeah, it's live. Like a titty can just pop. Well, out. yeah, I mean, like so, if a titty can just pop out and it's not masked, then it's not live. Yeah, I mean, it might be. Yeah, well, it used to be on Showtime. Now it might be on a slight delay. Because it used mm. to be on Showtime, which I still could be technically live if it's just on a, like a ten yeah, second like delay. Because before well, the radio to, does that. Before on 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 Big Brother, the um, on before on Big Brother, the the after darks and stuff were always on mm-hmm. Showtime because there was chances for nudity because it was literally just oh. live. <laughs> okay, so um, they when they they moved it off Showtime onto like regular TV. Uh-huh. It's on. I don't forget what channel it's on, but it's on a channel, and it's at like nine to midnight. So or midnight. So wait, what the hell? Midnight to what 3 the hell? Even this Big Brother? Uh, it so it's a reality TV show. What's the point of it? Um, house guests, random people, random people usually do they get sent into a, a basically a huge mansion kind of thing. Okay. Um, and they basically play a reality game where there's competitions to win head of household where you get to choose who is the two people that might get evicted from the house okay and there's it's like a social game i always say i told chelsea all last season we were watching that you would be the my pick if i had to choose anyone (laughs) in my friend circle that would be on big brother including myself i would choose you because it takes so I'm much so, it takes so much social game and being able to make friends with people and then be able to like turn around and backstab them to get them to try to win the game and you would be um, i was slightly less honored you would be <laughs> no but you would be so good at it because you're so good at like different games that we play and yes, I it just caught myself. I'm not going to bring it up at this point. But yes, um, you would be great at that show. I, I say it all the time when I'm watching. Why is it show. called Big Brother? Because you're always, someone's always watching you. There's a camera oh, on you at all the shit. time. Dude, I thought this show was about, <laughs> and this is, I seriously did think this show was about, like, you know how you can be like an adoptive brother or something? Yeah. I thought it was a, like some kind no. of reality show about that. No, it's just about people living in a house. So it's basically just the real world, but they call it something different? Well, it's ca- cameras are always rolling. And like I said, like you can watch world? them at any time you want. Okay. And there's literally a website you can go on and just watch the cameras. That's fucked And see up. what people are doing. And it's so it's always live. There's always Big Brother watching you. Oh, okay. And Mike was doing air quotes when he said Big Brothers, everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, it's a cool show. I for reality TV. Like I'm not huge into reality TV, but I got into watching it with because Chelsea's watched it like for she's watched it a lot. She likes uh-huh. it. She likes it a lot, and she used to watch it with her mom. So she was like, "Watch this with me," and I said, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." I got really sucked into it, and I watched every single episode last season. Oh. Well, hey, everybody, check out Big Brother. Apparently, yeah, it's great. Um, but Home, Celebrity Homer Big Rose Brother, on there. I'm not sure. Celebrity Big Brother, Amorosa's there. She, 
She Dude, just, no, that, that her whole thing is just like fucking dramatic. But there's a bunch of there, Chuck but, Liddell just was on there for UFC fighter. Oh, okay. M- she Hall of Fame MMA fighter. He just got. He was the first one evicted. Mm-hmm. Um, probably. I don't know why. Well, the point of this was to relate it to. Did it just get brighter in here? To politics. Amorosa's on there. So if you want to learn more about or whatever she wants to say about Trump because she was in the White House, go ahead and uh, watch Big Brother. Yeah. All right. So we talked about we talked about entertainment. This is why the politics (laughs) session is so wild because we're on the third beer. We just start talking. That's right. (laughs) And who gives a shit about politics? Uh, Well, here's something that we should give a shit about is uh, Rob Porter. You heard about him? Well, the White House repeatedly lied about Rod Porter. Here is the timeline. I'm I'm literally on CNN right now. Oh shit, you got that down. <laughs> but CNN, I've heard, is not a acceptable news source. Fake news. Fake news, bitches. But uh, Rob Porter, yeah. The, I, to be honest, Eric, do you know anything about it? Because Nick, because I've I've heard a lot about who it. the fuck's Rob Porter. Um. Uh. Actually, well. In terms of who he is, I don't know, but I know he is uh, a person that has been hired by the Trump staff. Okay. Let's see. Let's yeah, see. I don't know enough about this to really give insight. But I can tell you feedback. that. Oh. Oh, M- Mike! Mike forgot to mute his computer like a rookie. Oh, that's my bad. <laughs> that's my bad, peeps. You know, the, the reason this is news is because of. Trump's tweets. Why the hell does CNN have freaking ad for whatever this is? Some cat and guy with blonde hair and a s- Superman suit dancing. Yo, we need to. I need. To, I need to start a new. Uh... CNN is fake news. What is these ads that you're popping up on my screen? <laughs> you can't afford your own damn website anymore. I, I need to start a. Uh... A, a new uh, like thing on this podcast where I just read like the five latest Donald Trump tweets and we go through them on the political section. All right, I I could get down with All that. Right, so let's start. What should we call it? We should call this section. Ooh, we should do six. Trump six. Uh, 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 Trump Trump sitzes. Trump sitzes. <laughs> Okay, so we'll start with six from now. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Here we go. Donald Trump from February 11th, which was um, like three days days ago. Two two days ago. Well, this is coming out on the 14th. Okay. (laughs) Just spoke to John Kasich to express condolences and prayers for all the horrible shooting of two great police officers from... Westerville PD, this is a true tragedy! Exclamation point. It was. Um, I I I have no problem with that tweet. I don't either. But when you put it in context of everything else he says is a tragedy or whatnot, then it's a little bit controversial. But the tweet alone, I don't have. Con- I, don't I don't have a problem, problem with it because the these cops died, and he's going. You know. I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, if you want to, we can dissect it into like what he hasn't tweeted about. Yeah. But that tweet in particular, no issues. I, with. I, agreed. I agree. Agreed. 100% agreed. Um, 
All right, next one. This will be a big week for infrastructure. Also, so stupidly spending $7 trillion in the Middle East, it is now time to start investing in our country. So that wouldn't even be... The way he wrote that tweet wouldn't even be a way that I would word an email at work. And I am a team leader <laughs> for a client for our customer service team at Client Relations. I would be more professional in the way I worded an email to my team members than the way he just worded a tweet to how many followers does he have? I mean, uh, 47.8 million. 47.8 million. So... It just doesn't sound professional. You know, Donald Trump's only following 45 people. Of course. Why would he follow We should people? probably dive into that in one episode of the like Split Like, who Six. does he follow? Yeah. That would, that would be interesting. I'm, I'm sure it's most people that are, like, on in his cabinet and, and Republican lawmakers. Yeah. Uh, the big thing with this tweet about the infrastructure is, like, I mean, a lot of the Democrats has always been talking about infrastructure, especially Bernie Sanders, spending on that. And... Seven trillion in the Middle East, like I mean, it just seems like this guy cannot get over anything Obama did. I just, I mean, here's the reason. So, I mean, I agree with. I don't think you should have been. You should have spent yeah, seven million. My my biggest East. thing. So I'll be honest. But George the, Bush this, started that. This is something that I agree. This is one of the the, the these are some of the things that I agree with. Trump on the reason that if there's any reason at all that I that I wanted Trump is I'm very America first. I don't give a shit. The rest of the world can fucking crumble if they can't control oh, themselves. Gosh. I mean, I do not I do not uh, follow these policies. Okay, but. so I do. Um, you don't have to agree. I don't give a shit. Like my first, if I had a list, it would be America first, mm-hmm. then allies than the rest of the world so why like to me this is one of the reasons is if we're spending all this money we should be spending it on our own on ourselves making ourselves better making our people better that live in the country that pay this money in taxes and everything else that's just my that's my view so in this aspect the tweet itself amateur the okay. policy itself, I agree with. Why? Why are we? Why do we spend so much money elsewhere? I mean, I I agree in in terms of military budget. Like, why are we spending that much money in the military to go into the Middle East? To I don't know what we're trying to do over there. I don't get it. Well, we went over there first and foremost for oil. Well, right, but that's not like a thing. But like, well, it's not like a, you know, that's not like a. It's not said that we went over there for oil. It's said we went over there to stop Islamic extremism. No, we went over there for oil. Well, yeah, but that could be considered a conspiracy theory. It's not. The conspiracy we'll leave it theory at that. is that SpaceX isn't real. Uh, that's, I, mean, I, hate, I really hate conspiracy theories. The only one I like is the Mandela effect. But anyways, moving on to the next tweet. Thank you, Sue Kruzchak. Kresniak, who lost her wonderful, talented son, Nick, to the opioid scourge, for your kind words while on Fox and Friends. We are fighting this terrible epidemic hard. Nick will not have died in vain. Okay. This tweet's really hard to dissect without being an asshole because, obviously, R.I.P. 
the um her yep. son mm-hmm. um nick Krushchek. there Kruzek? was no reason to mention fox and friends that, the, the reason, the reason is because he just watches Fox and Friends, and it's a constant echo chamber of his talking points yeah. every day. But I, I, I understand that. So, but grading his tweet, um, obviously, I, I'm not going to say that he it was a bad tweet because he was. This is a great, great segment to have. Every time you come on, we're going to have this. Segment. Doing condolences for someone who died of opiates, like we, we've experienced that. You, yeah. More than, I mean, it was a it was a friend or you know. R.I.P. Patrick, Jeremy. We yeah, R.I.P. Patrick. So we understand. We we can agree with Trump on this. We need to fight it. What he's doing to fight it, I don't know. Could he left Fox and Friends out and just said, "Hey, condolences on this yeah, person I know. This opioid addiction is stupid. We're gonna fight this." Yeah, maybe you could not like just use to like don't use it to further your political career. Like this is not just like if if they would have said the same thing and and also said Trump sucks at the end, he's not going to tweet about this. He's not going to quote them and he's not going to care about this. Just leave facts and friends out of it. Your tweet would have been more, more well received. Okay, next tweet. The journey to hashtag MAGA began at CPAC 2011, and the opportunity to reconnect with friends and supporters is something I look forward to every year. See you at hashtag CPAC. 2018 not sure what that means to be honest yeah i'm too ignorant to know what he's talking about in cpac um but i don't know what that it is sounds either. like people that are really hardcore trump i'm very neutral if people that are that haven't listened to us before i'm a very neutral um person in politics so i don't know what that is but Cool. Yeah, we go, both we both don't understand that. It's probably a campaign speech. Yeah, says, go Republicans. Have fun with them. <laughs> I don't know. Next tweet. Our infrastructure plan has been put forward and has received great reviews by everyone except, of course, the Democrats. After many years, we have taken care of our military. Now we have to fix our roads, bridges, tunnels, airports, and more. Bipartisan? Make a deal, Dems. Yeah, his tweets are silly. I, I don't know. He sounds like a fucking lunatic. I think I understand where he's like trying what he's trying to say in a in a in a normal way, but he just spills it out like he's like one of my friends who would be tweeting about right. something. I mean, so, the thing is this tweet I agree with completely. I like, agree with it too, but the he just doesn't know how to word things to make it sound like a precedent. He sounds like one of my friends from high school tweeting about a political issue. Right, like it's like everything we agree on. Just let, let's try to make it sound like we don't agree on it. It just—it's weird. Like I don't know. He's he, just a the constant. Way, the, he just shouldn't be able to run his own Twitter. I understand the reason behind it. People wanted it. this. Is one of the reasons they wanted him because he's not going to be controlled by someone else. He's gonna. He's he's yeah. typing this shit. It's the reason. Like Donald Trump is on his fucking phone. Typing these tweets while he's and taking a fuck, shit in in setting in sending tweet and you know what if if I can think about that every time I read one of these tweets I can find some solace in that because that's half what, the time that's, that's literally where Kim Kovathy came from yeah because but, he fell asleep while tweeting <laughs> that's fine because I can to be honest half the time I read these celebrities or politicians or anyone else's posts on Facebook or Twitter or anything else. It's so it's not them. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. So I even though he sounds fucking crazy in some of this shit. Yeah. And I don't fucking agree with a lot of the shit he's doing. 
uh-huh. at least it's actually him. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't it, know if that's, I mean, that's not necessarily a good thing. The fact that this is him is scary. Right. But at least we know it's him. It's not like he could be mm. doing all this crazy shit and we could be, someone could be, if he didn't run his own shit, they could be tweeting out all these, yeah. you know, puff pieces, puff you know, tweets. It's like when Obama was president and tweeting at everything. It wasn't, every time he would actually write a tweet, yeah, he, he, would, would he would mark it. You yeah. Know? But this is just fucking Trump being a fucking idiot and people are i'm sure his own cabinet is pissed that he's sending these things and we got one more to get to so let me get to it negotiations on daca have begun republicans want to make a deal and democrats say they want to make a deal wouldn't it be great if we could finally after so many years solve the daca puzzle this will be our last chance there will never be another opportunity exclamation point march 5th well to be honest, like DACA what? Thing. What the fuck? How do you feel about DACA? So i i like I like the DACA program solely because most of the people in the DACA program, all the people in the DACA program, most. I mean, there's most in every program. Like, yeah, you they know, just majority. They had, they had the no. Majority. Yeah, they had no say in them coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets so I I'm I'll be transparent. Illegal immigrants who come over here that are adults, when they come over, sorry, I don't care. Go back. Children that are brought with adults who have no say in it, who are growing up in an American life, doing going to school, you know, doing whatever, and they're they're that that's what they uh-huh. know. They know nothing else. That their life is this is my life, right. No, there's no way I want to kick it. Like the guy that was just sent back from Detroit. Right. I read a, a whole interview on him. He came over here when he was in his, between like nine, like nine or 10 years old. Right. He I spent 20 some years here. He grew a life. He didn't, he didn't choose to come here. He had no, he had no say in it. He was doing fine. Now he's has, he was forced back and mm. had to leave his family. But if someone comes over here and they're like 30, I have no sympathy for you. Do it the right way or get get out. I I mean I I mean I can I'm 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 always someone who tries to to take like there's got to be a middle ground to everything. Because you know, no matter how far left you go, no matter how far right you go, there's always somewhere in the middle that you guys can both compromise for. But I think the important thing with this DACA debate is that everybody is on the same page with what should happen to the dreamers as in the people that were brought over here yeah. like you were just explaining people drop brought over here against their will while they were children but it's not going through it's not going through because democrats no well kind of okay they 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 they're refusing to budge on anything that trump wants either well well, well right why does that have to be tied together because that's because, because that's, that's how, how politics, politics work, work. <laughs> That's how yeah, politics I, I know I've heard that plenty of times. But also, the Democrats did come together with the Republicans on a bipartisan bill to put this through. But Donald Trump decided to say, like, why do we have to have all this immigration from shithole countries? That's literally when that happened. And then he then everything fell apart after that. But like, why can't why can't there just be like this one bill? Yeah, I mean, like, I, what are the what are the Demo- what are the Republicans want? I don't know. 
I it it seems like every I, I to be honest, both sides I feel are are fucking this this whole situation up, but um yeah I mean Trump doesn't Trump that that part was silly the shithole countries like there was literally a bill put forward for that that but there was also in that same bill I'm 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 I it's been a while this was a while back. Uh-huh. So I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure in that same bill, they also cut some things that the Republicans wanted. So Trump was... But the Republicans though, agreed to that, as in uh, well, Mitch McConnell, right? But, no, but Trump was Trump looked at it and said, okay, you, you're basically wanting us to pass the full DACA, like back, like bring it all back how it, how it was, but you're not giving me everything that i want you're not building a ridiculous wall that will never be built well i'm just saying which is what what chuck schumer is okay with letting them build a wall because i mean i think i'm pretty sure he's okay with it because he knows it's not going to happen because it's very unrealistic that wall can be built in three years because you know it stretches thousands of miles there's eminent domain battles you have to fight in court you know and then the next president is just going to stop it so like why right. waste all that money right no i agree i think the wall's stupid um unless there is some fucking way I, okay i don't give a shit if there was a, a giant ass wall that could somehow just be like mm-hmm. like 3d printed and made fine i don't give a shit right um if a wall's there it doesn't bother I mean, it's me. It's just like, so like uh, people from Australia, you know, they understand this differently because they have a natural wall, which is the ocean. Nothing can get into their country without like crossing some big thing, you know? So I'm not, I'm not like saying the walls. I mean, I, I think the walls do it, but I'm not like going to argue that it's stupid. You know, yeah, I don't I mean, agree with it. People risk their lives going just across the borders anyways. Right. People are killed every day try, trying to cross the border. Um, because there's not only are there the border patrol, but there's these freaking vigilantes that go out and just mm. stop people from crossing the border. I just think too. it's a heinously evil act to try to get people that have been born here, we're I mean, not born here, but live here, lived here for their <laughs> whole childhood and grew up here and only know here and just kick them out. I feel like that's oh, evil. I agree. Very, very evil and almost punishable I, by death. Not punishable by death. But I agree. It's it's evil because people you're sending people back to a country they have don't even right. know. Right. And especially because there's no reason to because they are contributing to this e- economy. I think that's a, that's a point though. If they're not a citizens and they're not depending on their situation, if they're not contributing to the society, if they're just some low life person but they are they own a house they're contributing to society but if they don't food they're contributing to society yes but if they're just if they're if they don't have a job they don't have like those kind of they're not receiving any of the social services because they're just living on the land that we have that's not a detriment to society maybe it's not a contribution but i don't understand how it's a detriment i don't know unless they're like raping and killing people i would say that i'm more on i'm definitely more on the side of uh, mm-hmm. I, if if one way or the other, I I agree with DACA. I I want it there, but I would say that if um, you gave me some choices, I would definitely make some stipulations. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I would agree or disagree, but I just think it's crazy that it's not 
it, I mean, it is fully supported. It's like so fully supported. Hey, but while this ends, I want to shout out Laura Presti again. Hopefully, you made it through this whole show. Laura, if you made it through, you're welcome on it anytime. Just uh, write us an email, write us a tweet, or like just us talk on to Facebook, me. or I'll, talk to me. I'll Mike. hook you up with Nick. You guys can come and do the podcast together. Yep. And I'll definitely listen. You can come and uh, do this podcast on our brand new table for the Split Six podcast. Mike, anything you want to plug, where should we follow you? Uh,. Facebook, Michael Carls. Twitter, at Mike Carls. Instagram, at Mike Carls. LinkedIn, I have no fucking idea. Get off LinkedIn, it sucks. That's right, everybody. I hate all my LinkedIn notifications. I'm like, who gives a shit? Old people. But, yes, at Mike Carls on Twitter. Fire DFS analysis. Well, everybody, this has been the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella. Please follow me on Twitter at nwagella. That's N-W-E-G-E-L-A. Please follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media. Please email me at uh, split six podcast. Dot da, da, da. I don't fucking care. Who cares? <laughs> Just talk to one of us at Mike M at Mike K A R L S. Remember, and remember, Wigella. it's more important for you to listen and understand what someone else is saying than for someone else to listen and understand what you are saying. This has been Nick Wagella and Mike Carls. Thank you for splitting six with us. <laughs>